This is Your Daily Pass. You're here with Courtney Passfield and Fiona Daly. Our goal is to share stories of people just like you and me, the ones that inspire us, motivate us and wow us with their resilience. And let's just say, breaking down stigmas along the way. with another episode of our sister chat so this one today is going to be a little bit different to what we are used to normally fiona and i would be in the same studio recording our sister chats um but today fiona is a little on the remote side as she is in townsville aren't you fiona i am i am yes we um we came up i brought elena up for her checkup with two surgeons um on monday and She's been okay, but not amazing. And yeah, I kind of, I thought something might have been on and we have to stay put because she's now, today's Tuesday, we're recording and we're on the list for surgery on Thursday morning. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be number seven. Shit. Is it number seven? Far out. So today's sister chat isn't so much of a topic other than um it's more of a check-in really I suppose we want to say Fiona hey and and with Fiona being away and like in to take her words it was no time like the present I wanted to have a chat with Fiona to go where do you go when you get this sort of information because there's two ways you know you've got your old way and your new way and I suppose for me not understanding what it's like to be a person that's now on their, you know, seventh surgery with their child. Like how, when they say to you, I mean, yes, you were sort of thinking it was going to happen, but when they say to you, yeah, you aren't going anywhere. How do you go? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, look, old me, this time last year, remember she had, well, actually, same surgery. So doing another exploration of what's going on because her insides just aren't working the way they should. Um, so this time last year when Dr. Dan was like, no, nah, she needs a surgery, we need to do it like now, um, that was really hard. I think I was, maybe I wasn't, like I wasn't expecting it. So I kind of went like, oh, my God. Okay, yep. And you kind of just, you trust them so much that you go with, if he's saying she needs this, he doesn't muck around with this stuff. Um, and he wouldn't say, let's do this for no reason. So um, this time around, like last time around, definitely we, we had to go out and sit and wait to do the paperwork. And I remember sitting there and the nurse that we have known for the entire time, who used to do pretty much all of our midnight admissions, um, she is now down working with Dan as his clinical nurse. So last time she came out and she was like, oh, my God, are you all right? I just saw that Olena's now on the surgical list. And last time I was like, yep, yep, I'm fine. And then I burst into tears. And I guess that was probably like it was confronting. Whereas this time... I think I just knew that she wasn't quite right. And I spoke to him on telehealth, I don't know, like 10 days before. And I was like, no, I just just don't think that she's right. And a lot of, a lot of the, everything with little kids like this comes from like 
the parents. Like you've got to say if you think everything's right or if things are not working the way that they should. So um, I guess I geared up for it this time. Like I packed extra clothes. I cooked extra food at home for Jesse. I kind of had said to Brace, look, Mum and Lena are going to have her appointment and if Dr. Dan says that she needs to stay and maybe have her belly looked at again, then we'll stay. So everyone was all teed up for it. So this time it's not so hard. Like when he said about it, I was like, oh, yeah. And I guess my biggest debacle was whether I drive six hours home Monday of to drive back Wednesday morning for admission. But by the time we sort of got everything teed up and everything, it's just like I would have got home too late. Yeah, way too late. So Too late. And, I mean, that's just another yeah. uh, emotional toll taking on you too, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like that's only going to tide you out. And, you know, we talked about before that, you know, kind of rest while you can because while you're in hospital, you're not going to be out. You know, sleep is not really going to happen for you, let's face it. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, obs every four hours, up and down kind of thing. So, yeah, but I think maybe I came into it with the mindset that something might happen. I didn't come into it. Like last year when we came, I was like, yeah, we'll get through these appointments and then we'll fly to Newcastle. Like we were going for a funeral and everything just got turned on its head. Whereas this time I kind of go in and say, well, you know, I'm concerned about this and I'm concerned about that and I don't – and, like, I, I tell them all my worries and I ask them all the things that I think are probably silly questions. So, yeah, and and a big part of it this time is that I'd already teed up Bray and said to him, look, you know, this might be happening. I'm not too sure. Um, you know, if that happens – Auntie's going to be around. Nancy will be around. Dad's back at night. You know, you still have school. So I think he knew where he, like he said to me, don't come back too quick because I want to go and have sleepovers. <laughs> go away. <laughs> <I know>. Go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, yeah, that makes you feel special. Yeah. But he's always been my, like, my hardest thing to deal with. It's like, I'm away from him and I'm not there for him and that kind of thing. Whereas, I guess we've got to a really good point where his support network is so good that I don't have to worry because I know that, like, old mate's just living it up. Yeah, so true, so true. He just plays around with yeah. the kids and, yeah, has his mousy yeah, himself, he is. which is something that he doesn't really get too much now compared to the other kids. So, he, yeah, he thinks Exactly. And this morning when I said to Elena, like, Grace having a mousy morning, she was like, what? <laughs> Am I having a mousy day? I was like, dude, we're in council. She's like, well, when can I have a mouth today? Well, when we get home, you can. Exactly. When we get home, kiddo. But for right now, we're here. Yeah. And so... I'm feeling the love from both of my children, I guess. <laughs> so true. That's all right. When I come home from work, when Mouse has some, um, Eli cries if I go near him because <laughs> he thinks I'm going to Oh, Or does he do that disgusted face to you that he does to me? Yeah, yeah. And he'll yeah, cool. even like like clench into her and like hold her and if I go near him he's like don't touch me don't touch me don't touch me oh he's like no I'm a lady yeah exactly he's like don't don't move me with this lady Mm -mm, don't do it to me don't do it to me that makes you feel special oh loved really loved there's no other way really do you like in preparation for mindset wise like you know you're going in what what's your plans you know what I mean like how are you getting your head around it all? 
you know what I'm doing this time that I didn't do last time and I think last time this is like just going to start turning now. But that's what fucked me up last time. Last time I was in a really, really bad headspace and I think it was because I was like, oh, poor bugger me. And we just stayed in the room and we'd stay in the room quite a lot. Whereas this time I'm like, let me, let me get up. We're going to go and do this. So this morning we went to the stream. We had breakfast and then we had a big walk and we went to the park. So we're getting out and we're getting the fresh air and we're being active. And there's also a really cool pool where we're having our sleepover at. So, um, you know, in the afternoons we're doing that. We're sort of being, being physical, getting out, getting fresh air, not just locking ourselves in a room. And we're certainly not feeling sorry for ourselves. We are reframing it to be like, we're so lucky that we have Dr. Dan and that Dr. Dan knows us so well that he's like, nope, let's get that sorted. How's she going to school? You know, like she's at kindy now, so he's mindful of that. So, yeah, I I guess that's it. I did, like I'm not going to say I wasn't like all fuck. I probably didn't sleep very well last night. Um, and I guess I was more that this time she's that bit bigger yes. and she does, she does understand. <laughs> so um, there's a really cool book actually by a girl who her surgeon, her child surgeon is also Dr. Dan um, called Can You Smell the Rainbow? And it's by Amy Hare. And so we just have been talking about that, like you get to smell the rainbow, and I'm like, oh gosh, can I smell the like rainbow? And let me go, you you know. Is the gas mask right? Yeah, it's the mask. So when you put the mask on, that's when you get to smell the rainbow. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about at the moment. We're like, oh, you get to do that. And I keep saying to her, do you think Dr. Dan will let me smell it? And she's like, no, <laughs> you're not having. So, and then she's sort of going, well, what's he going to do? Is it going to hurt? That kind of thing. Um, which we've never really had to have those conversations before because she was always so middle. So I'm crafting my um, explanations. Yes. So we've I've been saying like Dr. Dan's gonna the rainbow medicine makes you feel sleepy, but it also makes you feel better. So then Dr. Dan will be able to tickle your belly and see what's happening. And then once you finish tickling and you wake up, you'll feel better. You might feel a little bit sleepy, but dad and mum will be there. Yes, yeah. So your your time has definitely um, given you space to be able to come up with your your ways of explaining explaining. What is that word? Explaining. Explaining. Gosh, Jesus Christ! (laughs) Explaining like exactly how you're going to say it. Yeah. And I honestly think that that's probably one of the best things about not going, like, you know, driving home and then driving back because I didn't have to go home and go, right, well, all this, is this, this and this that I have to go and do now as an emergency, we don't need to do. And then, so now we're not doing that. We already had a plan. So we, yeah, we can just kind of work on how we're going to say it and whatever else is. Yeah, exactly, and and work out how you can sort of, I suppose, then get to the healing side or the other side of the surgery as well. Yeah, yeah. So you've kind of got to be a bit mindful for that as to how that's going to go because she's aware this time. And she's, mind you, we had to wait at the ward yesterday to do all the um, paperwork for it. 
and that's got a cool playground inside and outside when you know what it looks like. And she's like, can we have a sleepover here? they got beds at this playground. You know what? So I was just like, not yet, big girl, but we'll come back and we'll have a sleepover here and it'll be great. Your wish is my command. Aren't you lucky? Yeah. And I was like, and Dad's coming too. And she's like, no way. And so, Fiona, on a personal level, like, yeah. and this is probably random because obviously there's so much that goes on when you have a surgery, um, but yeah. I think any parent who has had to sit in a hospital bed and do all those sort of things as well would understand this side of the question is how, you know, like how are you prepping your bag and things like that? You know, like what sort of stuff do you take? Because you don't get fed and... yeah. Yeah, well, I was kind of thinking because my, my big thing has always been surgeons and everyone comes in the morning, right? So they do their rounds in the morning and it can be from like 7 o'clock. Sometimes I've seen them like at 11. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like my breakfast doesn't come but 11 as does. So I'm kind of actually thinking I might go get some of those like breakfast shapes. Yeah. And that way you're just having something to get you going because – even, I mean, we're going to get proper sherry here. Uh, you know, I used to be really mindful of what time I went to the toilet. Yes, yes. Like yeah. I used to try and get up and go to the toilet really early. Otherwise, I'd be like holding just in case. Because you know, I'd be the person in the toilet when they come. Yes, and that's like wonderful. they're not going to come so back. True. Yeah, exactly. They're just whirlwind. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do things properly. You do, and you've just got to be mindful of that. That. It's not about you. Yeah. So I do normally just go and get um, get some snacks. It's not like you have a fridge or anything. So they've got to be things that can be just kept at room temperature. So a lot of the time it'll just be like muesli bars or something like that. You know, there's not there's not a huge amount of things that you can actually get. But there is MediLink um, beside the hospital. So pretty much once we've been and seen everybody, we'll um, – you know, if we're allowed, we can pop out there. Yeah. And do they sometimes allow Elena to go with you? Like, would, would that happen or if she's sort of not at that spot yet? Yeah, yeah. So I'll take her with me. Oh, actually, there's even the Romo's room now, which is a new addition for our time. Oh, of course. We have stayed there a couple of times. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, and that's attached to the ward. Yeah. So, I mean, we won't, we possibly won't get into Ronald McDonald's house. I'm not. You know, they're full at the moment, so we couldn't get in for this before the surgery day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll um, – in the Ronald McDonald room, which is attached, is really good because you can just wander out there and watch a movie or there's the playground or there's even – you can just go and do your laundry. Yeah. Which is so easy because I did – like, honestly, I did kind of think that we were going to be all on here. So I packed four sets of clothes each. Yeah, you're prepared. So, yeah, four sets of clothes and phone charges and I bought a book with me, but I bought a small book I this time. I bought a small – there we go. <laughs> As you can tell, we're doing the car um, daughter in the room. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, like I just bought a small book with me because I do find if I bring, bring a big book, like something that's quite thick, it gets a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. because I don't have – I mean, you have time, but you don't really have the time to just 
sit there with this the huge book. You don't have the capacity. Yeah, mentally. that would be true. Yeah, you know, like because I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of sitting around and things like that, but you've also got to be able to mentally take it in. And sometimes you can be looking at a book. I think when I was there with Lane, I um, went across to the news agency and got some coloring in. I'm not a big color in, but I was just like, yeah. Well, I was thinking about doing that too. Yeah, yeah. I found that really. Yeah, good. it wasn't something that you had to. It was getting off your phone because when you're in there, you do spend so much time on your phone because you're like bored. Let's face it. What else? Yeah, exactly. There's nothing else to do. But then, so I was sick of looking at a screen, but then I didn't have the capacity yeah. to take in words of reading a book. So I think it was really good for me to be able to mindfully colour. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you finish it, you finish it. And if you don't, you don't, you know, like it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's just very easy. Not the end do. of the world. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Exactly right. Well, I was actually thinking of that. I took Lenny before just to go and pick a couple of things that might have been um, a bit exciting for her to kind of keep her busy. Yeah. Because, you know, she's not a tiny baby now, so things are a bit different. Um, And I did see those adult colouring in books and I was kind of like, I might actually come back. Yeah. So Because I do, I normally take my laptop and I did bring it um, and I normally do work. But I'm kind of a bit like, I don't want to half-ass the work. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Do you, like, is it going to be easier this time, like, with her not being in a cot as such, like her being in a bed? Like, does that give you a bit more? <laughs> she's singing Frozen too, by the way. You can tell the kids. Yeah, she's got it. Headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> I should post a picture of her, shouldn't I? Because she's all, yeah, she's wearing her Elsa dress, watching Elsa, wearing her Elsa headphones. And we just got an Elsa horse. I was going to say, and then she's got the Elsa horse. So, um, yeah, like, is it easy this time her not being in a cot and her being in a bed because it means that you can kind of squish in there too? Like, does that give you a bit more relief? Oh, um, not really. Because she doesn't like you. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just not that person. Yeah, like, last time she was in a bed as well. Um, but by the time she puts, like, 25... 25 Elsa dolls and colouring in books and all that stuff, yeah. She's kind of like, no, there's no room for you here. You stay on your lounge. <laughs> I feel very loved by my children. <laughs> exactly. You're making it sound like you're very loved, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, I mean, you just, yeah, she's probably, it's harder because before when she was a little tiny baby, it did make her tired. So she would just be in a cot and she'd just be really sleepy and we'd pull her out and play with her and then, you know, put her back in and she'd rest and things like that. Or she'd have a cuddle. Whereas now she's like, can you read this book to me? Can we go and do 65 laps of the hallway? Can we, what else can we do? And that's what she keeps saying to me now. She's like, mum, what else can we do? What else can we do? Well, I mean, as much as that's like that, but I suppose it would make you move and, you know, like it kind of gets you out of your own self if you know what I mean yeah it does you can't work yeah you kind of just get up and you might go and spend pretty much all day down at the Rhino's house down at the Rhino's room just because you can go on down there and play outside and play with the toys and it's just different scenery yeah and in although it's clean it's just not so clinical which is a lot nicer yeah 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 and you're not hearing all the buzzers go and you're not sort of Yes. Everything. So. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. That's so true. 
Oh, look at you go, Lenny, Lenny. Well, Fiona. All right, can you hear us? Yeah, you can hear us. Yeah, she's doing a fantastic job. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to add, Fiona? Because this was a little bit of a check-in and just to know where we're at for everything else too, isn't it? You know, like podcast-wise and things yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I – um. Yeah, I kind of feel really good about it this time. I think, you know, Jeff will be here Wednesday night. Uh, we'll already be at the hospital then, so we'll just see him Thursday morning when he comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I kind of just feel like everything's a little bit more prepared this time just because I guess, um, yeah, I guess maybe because I kind of felt like it was going to be on. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mm. You were a little bit more prepared and that's just made the world of difference compared to where you could have been. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, I mean, I'm not going to say I was thinking worst case scenario, but I was kind of being like, well, Dan doesn't muck around. So it's one of those things that you go in thinking, I've met him and he's aware of how far away we live and he just says, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So. And I'm just thankful that we didn't have to go straight to the ward. Yes, exactly. The fact that you got to have a few, well, until until Wednesday from your Monday appointments um, or your Tuesday appointments. Yeah, you know, that's like it. It's just that little bit of time out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we're lucky too, you know, we're back, you know, we go back to the Ped ward where we know everybody. Like yesterday when we went to go do all our paperwork, we stood there and everyone's like, oh, hey, what are you doing back here? Are you coming to have a sleepover? Like, they all come past and they all know her. Yeah. Lenny doesn't remember them all because she's sort of, you know, she's almost four now, so she's all had all this, like, stop and go visit. Yes. Yeah, Whereas I remember them and that's really special to me because I'm like, oh, look, it's come back. Yeah. Oh, look, oh, you know. Back again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't make it easy to go, hey, you've just finished her obs, do you need her, is anybody chasing her, can I go to Rono's for four hours? Yeah. And they're like, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll be back for obs at whatever time, if you can just sneak back in before then. Yeah, makes life a lot easier then, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And down at the Rono's room, um, they do have like meals and toasties and things like that. And even just the volunteers, just to go and have a chat, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. You know, like before it was like, it wasn't anywhere really, you didn't, no food came to you, which is fine. I don't have an issue with it, but you didn't have something very close by to look after yourself. Mm. And I think that's a big part of it as parents, when you've got a child that just needs a little bit of help, we put them first and we don't look after ourselves. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then things for you get so much harder. They do, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's extremely easy to go, well, you know, with with Elena's spinal detethered, like her spinal cord was tethered and she got it detethered. And I think it's like 10% of them can re-tether. And so what's going on now could be a sign that there could be an issue kicking back in. Whereas, so, last night I was probably like, oh, you know, knowing our lock, we could be that 10%. But I guess you get to a point now where you're like, we'll just wait and see. There's no point in putting your hand up in defeat already. Yeah, because you've been there plenty of, to- plenty of times. 
Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Well, this is definitely a different sort of sister chat to our normal ones, but um, it's real, it's raw, and it's honest, and it's where you're at right now. And I think that's um, the best way and why we're so relatable and why we like to keep it that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not all rainbows and lollipops, and it's not all like, yeah, cool, we're just having a surgery. It is, I mean, it is shit to put your hand up and, um, probably if you spoke to me after I take her in on Thursday morning and I have to hold her down while they put the mask on her, that's not going to be fun. No, it's one of the worst things um, in the world to do. Yeah, it is. And it's just one of those things too that I'm lucky that Jesse will be here. Mm. So like, we'll have each other. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, if you don't come, Dale, that's fine. And he was like, are you kidding? And I was like, yeah, I know, sorry. I was only thinking about me then, like thinking, no, I'm fine. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking about the fact that he needed to be nearby as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so easy to remember when you're the one that's there. And we talked about that not long ago, didn't we? Like when you were, like, I mean, you've always been the one with the sick kid. And so it's always in you going and you're, you're there. And then when obviously Lane had his incident, you were the one back and you were like, holy crap, I don't know what's worse is being the person there or being here not knowing that information firsthand and not not physically yeah. being with the child and how hard yeah. that actually is too. Yeah, exactly. I actually think that's harder, being the one that's not there because, you know, like, well, to be honest with you, I went an appointment on Monday to see Dan was, and they would we saw him about 10. Mm-hmm. And then we had another appointment with neurosurge straight after. So we had to go up there. And all I had time to do was text and say, he's having surgery. And then I had to wait two and a half hours to see neurosurge. And, and after that was when I would find out details. Mm. So it was two and a half hours before we saw neurosurge. An hour before we saw the surgeon because it was just a crazy busy day. So, like, Jesse kept calling me and he's like, what's going on, mate? And I'm like, I don't know anything. Really? Like, (laughs) I've just seen Dan walk past me in the hallway and he's like, what are you doing to yourself? So, yeah, I think that's a whole lot harder. Like, he said to me on the phone last night, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Why? I literally was checking my phone for three and a half hours going, what's going on? Yeah. Where are they? What's happening? And you're like, I don't know anything. Yeah. (laughs) And she can't get to me because, you know what I mean? Like if something happened, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I did sort of get to a point that about every hour or so I'd just text him and say, I don't know anything new. We'll call as soon as I do. And he was like, all right, man, like this is, this is a long time. Like, He's like, I didn't know what was happening. And at first they were talking about admitting her straight away and not having to go into emergency. And so he was like, what emergency? Mm. Whereas I've done it a few times before and that's just the easiest way to get to the ward. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. So I think it's certainly harder to be the one that's not here. And I think even the link. And you know. You know, you're so used to it that you're like, oh, no, I can see why that's, the, you know, the easiest way to do things. But 
you know, for us, we're like, what yeah. emergency? What this? What surgery? Oh my, you know, like it, it freaks us out a lot more. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose too, my, my, my text message was probably a bit ordinary in that I was just like, yeah, just like I thought, surgery first day, just waiting to find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got all these messages like, what? I'm like, well, I don't know anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, That's all I actually know. And I'm trying to. And I'm trying to be calm about it and not pass on that I'm, you know, not passing on like I was being a headless chook, but I was just trying to be like, yep, she's not as good as she could be. They want to find out why. Let's just do that. Yeah, let's go in deeper. Yeah. Oh, have kids, they said, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Have kids with, I don't know, I was, I've been thinking about this. I've heard on other podcasts that people will say with alternate needs because special needs is offensive to some people. Um, but I don't know, I don't mind saying that she has some special needs. Mm. She does have some special needs. I suppose alternate needs so, just sounds kind of cool though, I must say. It makes you sound like it a does. Little it little sounds like a bit funky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. It's like it's like you want to know, like as in, can I do this too? Well, true. Well, true. Well, maybe we'll go back just because it sounds cool. Yeah, it just sounds cool. That's, that's I mean, I'll definitely put my hand up to say that, <laughs> that sounds cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what you should do because it sounds cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sounds fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> Cool. Well, Fiona, let's wrap this episode up. And this one will be released on Friday. So she will have had her surgery Thursday. Yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously we'll know a lot more. But this is just an insight in for you guys to know for a mum who does have a child with alternate needs, um, I'm definitely yeah. digging that, what it's like and, and how easy it can change. Yeah. You prepare for the uh, worst. Prepare for everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, look, and I'm also glad that your yeah. mental state is a hell of a lot better than this time last year when it happened because I can definitely tell that you're a different person, and just how much yeah the last year of doing that has um, been of so much benefit to you. Absolutely. If only I'd started earlier, but I suppose your time is your time. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Imagine if we'd recorded this time last year. I don't think you would have got any words out. You would have just cried the whole time. True. I'm well, thinking train wreck is what comes to mind. Exactly. All wanted to fight me about it. Or, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't think you would have done either of that. I reckon you would have just been like, no, nah, it's fine. Like, you would have just, like, not gone into it. You would have been like. Oh, yeah. You would have just brick been like. Up. Brick wall. Yeah. yeah. Hardly, hardly given me anything. Fine, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, That's what you would have done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Exactly. All right. Another well, have sister- a fabulous Friday. Yes, exactly. Another week of sister chat. Boom. Another one kicked off the list. It's a different. Exactly. Very Constant. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very real. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. 
We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.